Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and hello once again to all of my fellow baby boomers. We are so glad that you joined us here on Another Day Above Ground to learn about all things boomer. And when I say joined us, I mean because I have two partners that I do this show with. First, from the great state of Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Uh, Donald Trump just uh, loosened restrictions on shower nozzles. Uh, uh, they, they can now use more than 1.6 gallons per uh, uh, hour, uh, which uh, is his attempt to attract the women's vote. <laughs> I was going to say it was at the request of Melania. <laughs> And that, of course, is Carolyn Strauss coming to us from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. So it's Labor Day weekend, and I was at the store this morning, and there were Halloween decorations and Christmas trees in the middle of the store. And I have to say that for the first time in my entire life, I am ready for it to be the holidays and then next year as soon as possible. <laughs> well, we're we're closer to Christmas right now than we were to, than we are to the start of this pandemic. Mm. So it's uh, it's very near. yeah. Costco's got all kinds of trees up there and stuff. I'm gonna put mine up next week because you know what the heck, <laughs> it'll be perfect this year. And but yeah, it is uh, it is Labor Day, and this is the weirdest one I can ever remember because nobody's working. So, you know, to most people, this is known as, uh, I don't know, the first Monday in September. But you know, it's, nobody's laboring. So uh, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very, uh, very strange. Have you, have you celebrated Labor Day in the past? Do you have, do you have a tradition of uh, celebrating Labor Day in any kind of fashion? Yeah, I actually go outside and lean on a shovel for a couple of hours. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my way of honoring the, the men of u- union men. <laughs> my no. dad was go, go ahead Carolyn. no go ahead dale no my my dad you know it was very weird because every labor day we do jobs around the house and i said isn't this a holiday he said what's it called labor day so, yeah we're laboring come on pick up the paintbrush <laughs> it's uh i always i always uh, uh this sounds horrible but i always confuse memorial day and labor day I know one of them starts summer and one of them ends summer, but I never know which is which. So here's a little mnemonic device for anyone else that has that problem. Uh, Labor Day uh, happens in September, which is the nine month. Ah, there you go. You'll you'll never confuse them now. (laughs) Memorial Day, I can't remember, so it's all good. Uh, (laughs) But I grew up in New England, and I don't know about you guys, but school doesn't start in August. What is this? All over the country, school's starting, like, August 17th or something. The kids here in Colorado tried to go back to school, and that's the other reason this year is so weird. And and we went to school. School started on Tuesday, period, end. Whatever day Labor Day, Monday Labor Day was, we went back to school the day after. That is when mm-hmm. school is supposed to start, and then school ends the weekend of Memorial Day. It makes sense. Nobody's confused. You don't need extra air conditioning unless you're in Florida or something. This, I, I don't, that's what Labor Day is for. Yeah, the good what? old days. Yeah, back when we were kids. 
Yeah, would went actually... to school on Labor Day with your number two pencil and your desk organizer. <laughs> what actually happened? It was uh, the teachers' unions. They uh, they they got tired of uh, having snow days break into their summer vacation. Is that you know if you, like if there was a blizzard for a week, you'd have mm-hmm. a shoot school shut down for a week. Well, then they'd have to stay open a week longer to meet the 185 days required by the states. So what they did was they just factored in snow days, and uh, and then bumped it bumped it up into August. That's why that's why that's why school starts two weeks before Labor Day now. So that so that and that's why also like if you get to like March and you've had a real dry season, there's been no snow, and then they'll start like uh, uh, throwing wet days and <laughs> damp days because they they got to use up those snow days. Otherwise, uh, uh, otherwise they don't uh, they don't get all the vacation time they had hoped for. So daylight yeah. saving time and um, climate change. We should renegotiate all of these things now because because <laughs> there's no snow days. And... Daylight yeah, saving they... time. I want that blown up. I want to yes. get rid of that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's right. It makes it it makes it makes things so much hotter when you when you save that daylight. and i and i can't save it for when i need it you know i need it in december at three o'clock in the afternoon well you know i i actually i i actually have a deficit because uh my mom used to tell me all the time that she would spank the living daylights out of me uh... (laughs) now you know we've we've all had Probably more jobs than we than we currently have. You know, we've had jobs grown up. What's the what's the worst job you ever had? The very worst one. Everybody's got a bad job. My favorite line is from Mitch Hedberg. It is not mine. He uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, I was I wasn't always a comedian. I was once a hot tar roofer." Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much me too. I've done when, a when lot went, of jobs for very short periods of time. Exactly. When I went to college, they gave me a job on campus, so I didn't know what it was till I got there my freshman year, and I was assigned to the student union. I think, oh, this will be cool. Maybe I would be the guy that racks pool balls or something. No, they wanted me to wash dishes and big old crusty heavy <laughs> dishes. And I walked in there. I go, I, I got class in ten minutes. <laughs> Get out of here. Don't come. Back. Well, at Girl Scout camp, I went away to Girl Scout camp one summer when I was in my mid-teens, and I get a, get there to Girl Scout camp, and it was supposed to be two weeks, and they gave everybody a job to do, and my first job for my first three days, every three days you change, was latrine duty. I literally got a stomachache, got sick, and called my mom, and my Aunt Nancy came and picked me up. Because I couldn't do it. I was wow. like, no. And honestly, I have not cleaned my bathroom since. That's why I have cleaning people. Oh, they, I was uh, going to say, no. you haven't cleaned your bathroom <laughs> since. Well, here's an issue that needs to be brought up no, here. No, I have cleaning people. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I was a, I was a, uh, a garbage man uh, for a day or two. Wow. It's uh yeah the city the city actually they would uh, there was a federal program where if you hired college students in the summer if if cities hired college students in the summer they'd get like uh, the federal government would pay for part of it so it was pretty good money and they they had these kids they had they obviously they had more kids than they really needed so basically the guys who had city jobs would just drive around in trucks while the kids <laughs> did their jobs all summer 
and uh, I got uh, I got assigned to the good to a garbage truck, and uh, that is not a nice job. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the old days when you had to actually pick up the can and turn it upside down. Oh yeah, and uh, and, and then drive to the next stop, and. Uh, 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 one time I picked up a garbage can and like all this rice went down my sleeve and, and into my shirt. <laughs> and then it started stinging. I go, why is the rice stinging? Oh, no. And I realized it was it was not rice. What was oh, it? Fly larva. Ew! Larva. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God! Maggots! Little white maggots. Oh, my God! It was horrible. It was horrible. And, and I just, uh, I just, you know, it was supposed to be the, the, the route, the, the, the guys who were uh, professional garbage men, they would be able to finish the routes in, uh, in eight hours. And there was no way that I was going to, you know, for the reduced money while he was riding around in a truck, there was no way that I would finish his route in eight hours. So I was, you know, doing overtime. I was doing 10, 12, 14 hours for a route that normally. And, like, the supervisor comes by. and They go, Mr. Schleichel, you're not going to work out on this garbage truck. Break my bloody heart. After that story, I'm not going to work out on this podcast. It was nice working with you guys. I'm done. This is it. That was it. That, you know, I put up with a lot from you guys for the past two years. I think I might be done. That was horrifying. Well, well, well no. Well, no. You, you know what, Carolyn? Uh, we got a guy coming up that uh, has the cure for nausea. Oh, thank God, because I can't take it anymore. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's, you know, you don't clean toilets, you don't like maggots, so hopefully you'll like our guest. Our special guest this week is going to talk about what I think is an increasingly important topic for baby boomers, especially because right now during this pandemic, we are stressed out, we are anxious, we don't know what's going to happen. God only knows that there's going to be a presidential election and the end of the world is coming. What do we do? Anyhow... This guy's got a solution to all of that. Tom Stacy is with uh, Cannaboom, and uh, it's a company that uh, uh, distributes CBD products. Now, first of all, Tom, welcome to another day above ground. And uh, would you please explain to our listeners, exact, uh, those who are, you know, unhip, exactly what CBD is? <laughs> Thank you, Dale. CBD is the, well, C- people call it non-psychoactive, but it actually does have some psychoactivity because it reduces anxiety. So I prefer to call it non-intoxicating. It's the compound that's found in cannabis that doesn't get you high, but it does a lot of the other things. Um, Again, reduces anxiety, helps you sleep better, reduces inflammation, um, and actually has a lot of medicinal benefits. Um, So that's so there, there, there's basically three parts, right, to cannabis. There's the CBD, there's THC, and then there's what, terpenes, which is the thing that <laughs> Then there's the, the concert that you go to. That's the <laughs> third part. <laughs> and the cookies. And the, and the unemployment <laughs> check that you pick up to buy more. <laughs> and the basement that you live in with your parents. <laughs> so what you've done is you've taken the, the healing part out you know, you've taken it away from what I'll call the fun part, the good part, <laughs> the only part, and uh, and, and yet you, you've you've isolated that so that people can use that without catching a buzz if they want. Is that correct? That's correct. And actually, there are, as of this, as of today, 116 known cannabinoids, THC and CBD, which is uh, the acronym for cannabidiol, 
are both cannabinoids. So there's also CBG, CBN. You're going to hear a lot of CBs in the future as some of these emerge from research and clinical trials. Uh, CBD just happens to be the one that, that rose to the surface in the 90s when scientists were beginning to take apart the whole plant and realize that there was a lot more to it than just THC. Actually, CBD sounds like someone on THC trying to say the alphabet to a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole topic was, was carried last week on CBS. So look at that. <laughs> I just like the word cannabinoid, because if you use THC, apparently you can't say cannabinoid. It's a very fun word. <laughs> it's, it's a sobriety test, yes. <laughs> so who is this being marketed for? Is it marketed for people that don't want to use regular marijuana or people that can't or people that where it's illegal what who is your market for this well baby boomers do fit into the strike zone because the three top things people are looking for are relief from anxiety relief from insomnia and pain and inflammation relief uh, beyond that people are using it for ptsd some people swear for, by well Epilepsy. It helps with epilepsy, helps with cancer. Uh, there's a long list of things. This, What we know now is there's an endocannabinoid system. We have in our bodies receptors for CBD. We have CB1 and CB2 receptors. We make uh, cannabinoids endogenously. Uh, and anandamide is a molecule that we make in our bodies, and it's mimicked by cannabis. Uh, there are other endogenous cannabinoids that we have that are mimicked by the cannabis plant. So it, those phytocannabinoids are a way to bring your levels up and keep you in homeostasis and balance. So it, so it, so it cures cancer. I'm not going to say it cures cancer, but there's a lot of anecdotal evidence from people who have uh, used it to treat cancer and put cancer in remission. A cure is when something absolutely disappears. Yeah. And I certainly... So, so cancer's caused cancer's caused by a CBD deficiency. No, I wouldn't say that either. There's a lot of causes to cancer, as we all know. You don't have a CBD deficiency, Tim, because I know that you've <laughs> named your parts CB1 and CB2. So, given that, <laughs> now expanding beyond uh, beyond humans, I picked up an article this week where the Warsaw Zoo is studying whether hemp oil reduces stress in elephants. And if there's one thing you don't want, it's a stressed out elephant. You know, they start throwing their weight around and, and stuff moves. They throw those memories around at you. They will hold stuff that happened 20 years ago over your head. <laughs> they never forget. That's right. They hold the grudge. But they work for peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> that elephant might be less depressed if he wasn't in the zoo. <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> Especially in Warsaw, he doesn't speak Polish, you know. <laughs> so, Tom, what different types? Of, how do people? Uh, how do people take uh, CBD? I, you know, I know it's available in uh, salves and smokables and edibles and everything. What, what are the different uh, ways, and what are the benefits of each way? Well, a tincture is going to be a oil-based in a bottle and you take it in a dropper. It can get messy because it is oily. Uh, capsules are always going to give you a reliable dose and they're not as foul tasting as some of the tinctures can be, you know, the kind of grassy tasting. Uh, the, the topicals are really nice if you have knee pain or shoulder pain or any kind of joint pain. Uh, 
then it doesn't have to work its way through your digestive system. It just goes straight through your skin. Um, and the fastest way is going to be smoking. You know, we all know that's how it gets into your lungs, bypasses your liver, uh, and goes straight to your brain. Um, and you can get strains of CBD flower that have little or no THC, and you're going to get a relaxing effect from that. It's not going to last as long as the edibles, but um, it is a, a very versatile medicine. Now, isn't that when you take the uh, when you take the THC out of the product, isn't that kind of like no alcohol beer? I mean, you know, beer doesn't taste that good to start with, you know, and you take decaf the alcohol coffee. out of it. Decaf coffee. Yeah. Well, yeah it's hey, it's kind of like, the... like obongs. No fat ice cream. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> well, you know, for some old stoners, they, they like the ritual. You know, they want to get the Frisbee out and break up the... They call it flour now, but we just used to call it weed and, you know, clean yeah. it up and roll it into a joint. And you're not going to pass it around in the age of COVID. You're going to put it in your own bong or something. But um, there's something relaxing to it. You know, if you, uh, you make a ritual out of it, it's going to be something you look forward to at the end of the day. And it's relaxing and probably less harmful to you over the long haul than that third martini, you know. Well, when you look at the stuff that we had compared to what the kids have today, it uh, it definitely ours definitely was weed. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, Indiana ditch weed, man. We used to go down yeah. and, and chop it down out of the roadway. <laughs> well, and you took whatever they had. You didn't know about indica or sativa or anything. It was just you know weed. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tim, you said that uh, you know there's no medical evidence to back any of this up. So, are are you not a uh, are you not a, a, a believer, as it were? Uh, anytime something seems to cure everything, it's uh, yeah. I I tend to get a little bit skeptical of it. I know. I, I, Did I, you take it an Advil? An Advil cures everything. <laughs> an Advil cures one thing. And that's uh, and maybe that is everything for you. <laughs> it, uh, you know, I could I could understand that something could be an anti-inflammatory, but then when you you are to start to say that it also helps with uh, uh, all these other things, I, I I get really suspicious. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly what the medicine man did on the back of the wagon. As uh, going across the country selling uh, uh, cod liver oil and alcohol with a little bit of laudanum in it. <laughs> well, I, I think you're absolutely correct to be skeptical. Um, anybody with a with a brain should be. Um, the the thing to understand though is is the homeostasis aspect of this of keeping things in balance and your endocrine system, the neurotransmitters. You know, I get over my head pretty quickly talking about the science of this, but uh, a fundamental way to understand it is it helps you helps your different systems stay in balance. Um, and that's why it can affect you in so many different ways. The endocannabinoid system is involved in sleep and memory and hunger, uh, fertility, so many different systems and your body can get out of whack. And why this works so well is it helps you get back to that balance. Uh, it's my understanding though, the more you sleep, the less fertile you tend to be. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no wonder honey, I don't have any honey, more kids. Honey, you know? honey, uh, the thermometer says it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to explain that one. 
wait but, a minute. So what else, Tom, deals with this endocannabinoid system in our bodies? Because for there are millions of people who've never tried CBD. Millions and millions. Are you telling me that all those people, including me, are out of balance? Well, you know, before 1937, when the Food and Drug, well, not the Food and Drug Administration at that time, but the U.S. Narcotics Bureau declared cannabis illegal, there was a lot of cannabis tinctures that our great-grandparents probably had in the 1910s, 1920s. It was used widely as a medicine for many purposes. Uh, there are, and there are terpenes found in nature in black pepper and all kinds of fruits and vegetables. There are terpenes, there are cannabinoids and other things besides cannabis. But this plant, we seem to have evolved with it in a way that it, it's a very natural organic medicine that humans have used for thousands of years. Um, are you out of balance if you don't take it? It depends. Everybody has a different genetic makeup. Um, maybe your endocannabinoid system is totally humming and it's it's just balanced naturally. No, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to leave that go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know is that if I've had too much, you know, cannabis, uh, I, I lose my balance. You know? <laughs> I, I tend to fall down. But um, but it, it, it balances all of the parts of your body. Yes, CBD is known for that. And the th- nice thing is with CBD, there, there is no high. I mean, again, you might have a slight sense of being relaxed, but you're not going to get super stoned. You're not going to be planetary like the old days. Is there is there uh, uh, is it possible to get too much CBD? Too much CBD, um, you know, the the... Dosages that most people are taking are about 30 milligrams, maybe 100 milligrams a day. Uh, there is a pharmaceutical from GP Pharmaceuticals called Epidiolex that they use for seizures, which is a much higher dose. But I, I don't think that they have found a dose that you know, is toxic in any way. Um, that's the thing about cannabis. It's never killed anybody except maybe in a drug raid. My, I have a nephew who lives in uh, New Zealand, and he has a couple of kids, and one of his kids has seizures real bad, which was found to be uh, uh, taken care of by CBD. But New Zealand has a strict no, no uh, marijuana, no cannabis policy, and they're changing that now. They're in the process of getting that changed. But for a while, they had to sneak it in. You know, because they uh, they couldn't get it anywhere, but it was it was his child, so you do whatever you can. You know. Hmm. Well, Sanjay Gupta did a a series of episodes for CNN in around 2011, and he went to Colorado, and there was a girl named Charlotte Figgy who was seizuring, and they gave her a strain called Hippie's Disappointment because it didn't get people high. And it, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, she she had Dravet syndrome where she was seizuring, you know, dozens of times a day. And they began to give her that uh, in a very concentrated form. And that really kickstarted the whole CBD industry because it just mellowed it out and she was able to live a normal life. Unfortunately, she passed away last year from COVID, but it was uh, very beautiful that uh, it saved her life. And then a lot of families started bringing their kids to Colorado until it became more widespread and 
it's now you know medically legal in 34 states in the, in the United States so it's and CBD can be mailed anywhere in the country you can get it in all 50 states so, so there's no you... so so it doesn't help covid obviously well f- funny you should mention that um i spoke recently with uh, former nfl lineman Kyle Turley who he got his hand slapped by the fda early earlier in the year in march when he did claim that cbd could prevent and or cure COVID. And the FDA FDA didn't like that. And they had him kind of cease and desist. But some research has since come out from Israel, who's far ahead of us on this stuff, saying that a blend of CBD and 30 terpenes was more effective than steroids in calming down the cytokine storm that happens when your immune system overreacts. Hmm. Uh, So there's some science that points to it may be helpful again in in that balance you know in settling down an overactive immune system and that's on the sort of the back half of the disease on the front end you you want your immune system to be hyper vigilant but when it's attacking your own body you want it to settle down and it might be useful in that way but i'm certainly not going to claim it <laughs> all i know so, is so, i haven't so, gotten covid so that's all i can i can claim <laughs> that so you know you also haven't left your house in six months, Dale. So that's oh, yes. a difference. Yeah, but that has a lot to do with the CBD as well. Yes. <laughs> they legalized it in Illinois this year, you know. <laughs> so how can people tell they're getting good stuff, Tom? You said, you know, I don't buy sushi at a gas station. But how, how can you tell that you're getting good CBD? What do you look for? Well, there are now about 3,000 companies in the U.S. making this stuff. And we all know that sometimes people cut corners. So I tell people to look for stuff that's certified. There's an organization called the U.S. Hemp Authority, and they've certified a relative handful of companies, about 20 companies that have jumped through all these hoops, GMP, good manufacturing processes, and organic uh, from the seed. And then, you know, a lot of monitoring through manufacturing and through the labeling, making sure it's properly labeled and to the shelf. So I point people to U.S. Hemp Authority certified brands, and, and there are maybe 15 or 20 of those. Yo, dude, you work for the U.S. Hemp Authority. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to trust them. <laughs> I'm in the rope division. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> So now, uh, uh, Tom, can, uh, uh, do you have, uh, you know, your, I went to your website and you deal with all the CBD products there and tell people what they should get for what's wrong with them? Or, I mean, how do they, how do they figure out what the dosage is and what, you know, which one to get for by ailment? I, I do uh, have a website where I point Cannaboom with a K to um, those manufacturers who are U.S. Hemp Authority certified. And I interview people. I've got about 60 podcasts under my belt. I interview scientists and doctors and people who are involved in manufacturing it. Um, and, you know, what I hear a lot is it's test and learn because we all do have different genetics. Some people, you know, there are high functioning people who can smoke a lot of weed and still function really high. I don't. I, I don't operate like that. I don't really smoke a lot of it at all. But um it affects everybody differently. So it is a test and learn scenario. And even with CBD, which doesn't have a lot of psychoactivity, you know, try your dose, see what works for you. You might prefer a capsule. You might prefer a tincture. Uh, if you have sore muscles, you probably want a, a topical to rub in. But it's one of those things, which is true of a lot of drugs. I mean, 
you know, two aspirin might work for you. Maybe I need three or four. Uh, and it's true of a lot of pharmaceuticals. Doctors will test you out on a lot of things before they find what's right for you. And the thing about cannabis and CBD is you take some responsibility yourself. I mean, there's you, you sort of listen to your body a little more when you have that in you. I mean, uh, we all know if you, if you smoke some cannabis, it can raise your awareness. Um, CBD. Your awareness of Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear them. <laughs> I, they're calling me. <laughs> Very true. Now, uh, uh, you know, we're baby boomers, and uh, many of us started, you know, in the seventies. And you know, at, I participated heavily in the seventies. That's why I remember a lot of it. But uh, you know, for baby boomers, I thought you were only sixty-six. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to oh, be thirty-three and a third. <laughs> But, you know, the boomers who tried it back then, what should they expect? You know, they if they if they quit for a while, they may not remember what to uh, what to expect. I, you know, how do we get them back in the groove, as it were? Well, it is a different landscape for sure. I mean, you know, in the old days, again, you, you got the Frisbee out, you, you cleaned your weed and you rolled up a joint or, or put it in a pipe or a bong. Now, while there's dabs, there's vaporizers, there's dry herb vaporizers where you don't really incinerate the flower at all. You're just uh, heating it and getting the steam off of the trichome. So you're not getting any added chemicals, and that's a great way to do it. Uh, the dabs scare me because it involves a blowtorch. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's that's never a good one taking any kind of medicine or <laughs> recreational product. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just reminds me of freebasing or something. It's just a little too extreme. Um, and from what I hear, that's, that's a really huge dose that can overwhelm your whole system. And I, I'm not interested in that. Um, but, you know, the, the oils, the tinctures, all those things that didn't exist back in the 70s, uh, it's a whole new world now. And there's a lot to learn. So that's part of why I interview people is to just try to get the information out there for people who are interested in this as a, as a medicine. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. You don't oh, have to go wait, off the deep on. end. And it's, um, you know, it's a different landscape than it was. Uh, back in the day, for sure. What? Hello? So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I I went away for a minute. You know, that, that, that sometimes happens with CBD. I just I, I just had to go to my special place for a moment. I, I could have sworn I heard something gurgling there over there. <laughs> I have a water cooler. <laughs> a very small one. <laughs> so anyhow yes i just pressed the wrong button but i'm back and uh, um and being a baby boomer i've forgotten what i was going to ask okay so let me <laughs> ask one thing so it sounds to me like when we're talking about tinctures and then we're talking about dabbing and then we're talking about smoking i think uh, like me i think a lot of people are confused the difference between pot the stuff that gets you high the stuff that's medicine the stuff that you put on your knees the stuff that's in the sweet potato treats that I give to my dog. Like, how do we know what is the right thing? Is that what your website helps us with? Well, yeah, and it, it is an expanding story. Um, again, people are excited about the minor cannabinoids. The people who pay attention to this are excited about the CBG is supposed to be even better for inflammation than CBD. CBN is better for sleep than CBD. CBN's more liberal, though. 
than CBG. I CNN. CNN. Darn. I don't know if there's an FOX cannabinoid coming. I mean, what can we expect from that? <laughs> there it's is, called... but it'll make you really stupid. <laughs> it's called rose-colored glasses. <laughs> but Carolyn, the you know the again, it's it is test and learn. But I would say CBD is pretty innocuous. It's it's you shouldn't have any fear about it, and you know the the methods that are that are out there are the things you should try. You should try a topical if you have joint pain. If you have trouble sleeping, try a gummy at, at bedtime. Or if you don't want the sugar, just take a capsule. Um, you know that's the nice thing that there's so many different ways to do it, and and it's just kind of weighed in and try what you try what you try and see how you like it. Talk to your friends and family, see if if they're using it and if they like it. But it does help people kind of clear out their medicine cabinets. I mean, a lot of people in this country take too many pharmaceuticals, and this is an option that can help you get back in balance without um, having to, you know, take one thing and then have to take three other things because you took that thing. Um, you know, I'm going to get that's... a Merlot-flavored gummy before I go to bed, and I'll be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> get, get back to nature. Get back to the peace pipe, the way the Native Americans did it. You know, that was, uh, that was the good part. Anyhow, uh, Tom, if our listeners, you know, are aroused. No, that's not the right word. Are, uh, <laughs> are interested, I think, <laughs> uh, it, it, about, uh, about learning more about CBD. Where, uh, where would they go? What's your website? Come and see me at Cannaboom with a K dot com. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. What is that? K-A-N-N-A-B-O-O-M. Cannaboom. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Oh, and absolutely. This is our Canna Boomer show. I'm very excited. <laughs> We're Canna <of> Boomers. <laughs> and if you ever on your podcast want to introduce or want to interview, you know, this couple of stoners been doing this for 50 years, you give us a call. <laughs> give them a call. I just want to be call. clear. Carolyn just wants a gummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, uh, We'll, we'll stay tuned in the future as well. Okay, we'd like to thank Tom Stacy for uh, being with us today and filling us in on cannabinoids and uh, how they can uh, help us relieve pain, anxiety, and everything that, uh, that you know, makes you feel icky. But uh, that's, uh, that's it for our Labor Day show. Hopefully you've got a picnic planned, you know, probably via Zoom because you can't get the whole family together. But um, before, we, uh, before we go, Carolyn, anything to uh, say to the folks? I say get a popsicle. And if it's got some CBD in it, great. But if it doesn't, just have a popsicle. It'll bring back the feeling of your childhood. And then when, <laughs> when you put that popsicle stick in the garbage, in a couple of days, it'll be filled with fly larva. So <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> And Tim, how about you? Anything, uh, anything going on? Oh, yeah, you uh, yeah, got a big thing I got, going I got on. my Crash and Burn shows coming up September 15th through the 19th. It's uh, uh, four headliners doing twenty minute, brand new 20 minutes apiece over the course of seven days. It's, uh, it's a comedy writing experiment, and you can watch all seven shows. Uh, go to acmecomedycompany.com uh, for more details. Excellent. 
And if you'd like a laugh on Friday, go to my website, daleirvin.com. Sign up for the Friday Funnies. It's the Otter Stories of the News brought to you in a a delightful uh, video fashion and also a written version. It's a multimedia experience. Other than that, my friends, that's it for this week. I want you to go out, enjoy yourselves, have a wonderful holiday. And remember, today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.